First Chronicles chapter 21, let us stand. Beginning in verse number 14. So the Lord sent pestilence upon Israel, and there fell to Israel 70,000 men. And God sent an angel unto Jerusalem to destroy it. And as he was destroying, the Lord beheld, and he repented him of the evil, and said to the angel that destroyed him, It is enough, stay now thy hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing hole of Ornan the Jebusite. And David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord, and stand between the earth and heaven, having drawn sword in his hand, stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David said, the, said the elders of the Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces. And David said unto God, Is it not I that commanded the people to be numbered? Even I is that have sinned and done evil indeed. But as far as these sheep, what have they done? Let thy hand, I pray thee, O Lord my God, be on me and my father's house, and not of the people that they should be plagued. Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. And David went up and said unto the Gad, which he spake in the name of the God, Lord, and Onan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Onan was threshing wheat. And David came to Onan, and Onan looked and saw David and went out in the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face on the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me this place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar therein of the Lord. Thou shalt grant it to me for the full price, that the plague may be stayed upon the people. And Ornan said unto David, Take it with thee, take it to thee, and let my lord the king do which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen, also the burnt for a burnt offering, and the threshing instrument for wood, and the three uh, the wheat for the meat offering. Underline these four words, I give it all. And King David said unto Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord for burnt offering without cause. David gave to Ornan for the threshing for place for 600 shekels of gold by weight. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered a burnt offering and peace offering and called upon the Lord. And he answered to him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offering. And the Lord commanded the angel and he put up his sword again into the sheath thereof. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for all your mercy and your grace and love. Father, we just ask you to be with us. Open our hearts this morning, Lord, that we may see you. Lord, as David saw you, Lord, and, and speak to us as you speak to Gath. Father, Father, we just add, praise you. And empty me yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In the precious name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I don't have time to read the entire chapter 21, but you go home and you read it. And, 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 and you can go back to 2 Samuel chapter 24, uh, and you'll find the cause of judgment of God that fell, fell upon the nation of Israel. And David gets in his mind that he wants to number uh, the children of Israel. 
And there's, there are certain times throughout the Bible, especially in Moses' day, that uh, uh, God allowed the numbering of people because he needed to know exactly how many men of war that he had to go out to fight the battles that he had. But David knew good and well. David knew beyond a shadow of doubt exactly how many people he had. Uh, David had more than he'll ever use, more than he'll ever come about. Uh, and, and David just did this so he can stick out his chest and puff out and say, look at me me I'm something the pride had gotten into David's life and he wanted to number and, and God told him not to number the people but David did it anyway and the Bible said that the judgment was so great because of the sin of pride of David had committed 70,000 people lost their lives because of that uh, the, because of the chastise of David the, the deal with David over what he had done this angel is going forth slaying these people and with this plague and there's an unknown character that shows up in, in 2 Samuel and then he's again here in 1 Chronicles and he shows up at one more time that we'll get to in a later time. His name is Ornan or if you go back to 2 Samuel his name is Arnal. Whatever one you want to call him, it, it's the same man. He is the Jebusite. What changes this whole story? A man shows up and says, King, I give it all. I give it all. King, I surrender all. If me surrendering uh, it all can help someone else, then I surrender all. If it's going to stay the judgment of God, I surrender all. Not only the threshing floor, but also the tools and the oxen and the wheat thereof. I surrender it all. He surrendered it all willingly and gladly. Everything that I am to you this morning. This, this man stands in an example. This man stands as an illustration for you and I this morning. For every believer, for every child of God that claims the name of Jesus, this man, Ordinance, stands as an example with us this morning. He's not asking for anything. He's not begging for anything. He is not looking for anything. He, this fellow just wants to simply give something this morning. And he said, King, I... Give it all. May I say this morning to the kid that a Christian life that we walk is where you get to the place where you say, God, lock, stock, and barrel. You can have everything uh, that I am. God, I, I, I'm raising the white flag. I'm surrendering. I, I give it all to you. You can have my, uh, my wife, my husband, my children, or whatever it is, God, that you want. To, though, the key to this Christian walk is when you get to the point and say, God, I surrender all this morning. The problem is with Christian people, let me just say this. The problem with Christian people, we have surrendered hell for heaven. We, we surrendered hell for heaven. We don't want to be in the fire and we want to be in the heaven. But the real problem is they have surrendered hell, but they like where they're living. They're comfortable in this world. 
They hadn't gotten so used to living in this world. And they said, Lord, I surrender hell, but I like where I'm living at. I've gotten comfortable, and I just don't want to give up this world. Let me just say, everything that you see around here, everywhere you go, is going to be burnt one day. You can hold on it all you want to, as long as you want to, but someday it's not going to be here. You need to get to the point in your life, Lord, I surrender all, all that I have, all that I am. I'm giving it to you. You can do a better job with it than I could ever do it. And when you got the desires of this world still in your heart, you'll never be at that point of surrendering all. God wants us to be a separate people. He says, set your affections on the things above and not the things in the earth. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things, or everything will be added unto you. The Bible says a man consisted, man's life consisted, not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Everything you see that you look around in this world today is going to be destroyed one day. You better give it up today. Go ahead and say, Lord, I surrender all. General MacArthur, during the Japanese war, there was on a ship and the, the Japanese general came to him and they were surrendering. They, 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 they had done surrendered. They had done won the war and, and General MacArthur was there to sign the treaty with them and, and the Japanese general came up and, and he stood there and he went over to the General MacArthur and he stuck out his hand to shake his hand and General MacArthur says, I cannot shake your hand, sir. He says, I cannot shake your hand while you still have that sword on your side. It's a true story. He says, as long as you have that sword on your side, I cannot shake your hand. That Japanese general took that sword out and presented it to General MacArthur. And when he did that, he had surrendered it all. He says, I've surrendered it all. And then General MacArthur shook his hand. Let me just say this. That's what God is wanting you and I to do this morning, to surrender all. Give it all up. Take it up. Say, Lord, here it is. Take everything. He wants us to have a close fellowship with him. But many of us are still holding on to something in our lives. Too many of us have something that we're not willing to give up. We're not willing to let God have. It may be a relationship. It may be thoughts. It may be uh, words, pleasures, or entertainment that we are not willing to give God. We're not willing to let God take it. Listen, there are things in this life that's not even wrong this morning. Things that uh, you could be doing is right, but God is telling you, you've got to get rid of it. Uh, if you want a closer walk with me, uh, if you want to get close to me, there may be some things in your life that's not wrong that God says, you, and what are you trying to find out is how much do you love him? How much you love me. Are you willing to give up those things that's not even wrong? Let me tell you, this threshing floor is not wrong. What he was doing is not wrong. But God is asking them to give it up. And he willingly, gladly, freely gave it up. God might be asking you to do something this morning, to give up something in your life and say, hey, if you want a closer walk with me, there's some things that got to come out of your life. There's some things that you got to get rid of. I surrender all, that old song, said it right. 
to, uh, to Jesus, I surrender to him freely I give. I'll ever love and trust him. In his presence daily I live. I surrender all, I surrender all. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that has an error in your life that you're not willing to surrender to God. You're not willing to let him have it. That, that song was written by uh, Judson Van Dedvenden. And in his life, he went to college and he became a painter. He loved to paint and he was a great painter and he was a musician. And he, he was good. And in fact, he had tenure at a college where he was teaching art. And he, he was a good picture, uh, painter and everything. He was teaching art. His life was set. Uh, he was going to make money. He was going to uh, be something. He was going to be somebody. But he's also involved in the church. Uh, he, he worked in the church. And he, he served God in the church. Uh, and he got to dealing with it. And people start saying, hey, you know what? If you start doing these things and doing this stuff for God, you got to move you a little bit closer. And he wrestled with it for five years. He wrestled with the, whether he wants to give it up and serve God or he's going to continue the way he's going. And after five years, he sat down and he penned that song, I Surrender All. He no longer went back to college to teach. He no longer painted. He no longer teach music. And he starts serving God and became a great evangelist. And he wrote songs, I surrender all. Let me just say this. Until you get to the point in your life and my life that we say, God, I surrender all. I give everything to you. God is not going to work with you. I want to be a blessing to other people and in order for me to be a blessing to other people, there's things in my life that I've got to get rid of. Amen. Now I know y'all want to be a blessing to people's lives too, don't you? You know what causes a lot of church to stumble and fall? Because people don't want to surrender. They don't want to surrender. You say, well, uh, uh, if everybody in church surrenders, I don't have to give a surrender. I don't have to do that. No. If you sit in the church this morning and there's some things in your life, and they may not be wrong, but God is dealing with you. God is telling you. Hey, he was an artist. He was a painter. You may ask, why should I surrender all? I I'm doing all right. Why should I surrender my wants and my desires? my goals, my aspirations. Why should I do that? Why should I give it to the Lord? I believe if you look at this story here, you'll find three reasons why we should surrender all. Why we should give everything to God. The first thing, I surrender all because the king has requested it. And verse number 22. Then David, also a king, a picture of type of Christ in the Old Testament, one of the greatest pictures of Christ in the Old Testament, said, O man, grant me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar therein unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it to me for full price, that the plague may be stayed from thy people. I imagine there were some friends and family of Ornan that came down to him after this was over and said, why did you give up? Why, why did you surrender? 
Why did you give up what was yours? It was legally yours. It was binding yours. Why would you surrender? Why would you give it up this morning? I believe old Aaron would say this. Because the king asked me to. So the king asked you, who is he? Why, who is the king? And I imagine Ornan probably looked at them people and said, you know, if you don't know who my king is, you've never met the king before. My king's the most precious king. Uh, my king has ever, ever lived. Uh, my king's the most peaceful king that has ever lived. My, my king is the most powerful king that's ever lived. Uh, my king is the most passionate king that's ever lived. Uh, my king has no one like my king that you'll ever meet this morning. You say, preacher, why should I surrender all of my desires and my wants and my aspirations? Why should I surrender everything to Jesus Christ? Why should I live in shadows of the cross and living and working for God? Doing what He wants me to do instead of what I want to do. Because He asked you to. Because He asked you to. My King is the one that stepped out on nothing and created everything. My king is the one that keeps my heart beating. My king is a teacher like no other teacher. He's not like Muhammad, Buddha. He, he was not just a normal man. May I say to you, he's obviously said, hey, you've never met my king. You don't understand what I'm talking about. You obviously said, never come in contact with my Lord and my king. Uh, if you, if there's no other king like my king. Uh, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Uh, you've got to meet my king. My king is the one that stepped out on everything and created the heavens and the stars. Mm, praise God. My king keeps my heartbeat. My king keeps the breath in my body. If you've never been that way, he's giving me everything. I've got. He's put the clothes on my back, the food in my belly, and the shoes on my feet. My king has given me everything. And when he asks for something, I should give it all back to him. My king. My king. If you don't have that desire in your heart, you've never met my king. You see what David did for Ornan. They say something, may say nothing is too bigger than that. Look at the end of verse number 15 for me. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Now look at verse 20. And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons saw him and they hid themselves. This angel was going out slaying people, bringing the plague. And when Ornan saw this angel, he sees this angel coming. And the Bible said that he and his sons hide. He's hiding from the face of the angel. He's hiding from the judgment of God. He's hiding from death that was coming his way, him and his sons. And you see what, you see what stops this angel the Bible said David showed up. And when the king showed up, judgment was stayed. 
The judgment was averted. You want to know why I give everything to God? You want to know why I give everything? Because there was a day that I was heading to hell. There was a day that I was dying. And all of a sudden the king stepped in and took it away, that judgment. And took me and put me in a place better than that. I tell you what, when I got right with God and he stepped in, he averted the judgment of God. I don't have to worry about it no more. I've got a place in heaven now. That's why I surrender all to him. Because he asked me to. And I freely, gladly, willingly give it all to him. Are you willing to surrender all to God this morning? Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. And he's asking you to surrender all to him. He's asking you to give it all to him. Are you willing to surrender because he asked? He's requested of you. I surrender all because the cost that required it. Look at verse 22. And Ornan said, I will give it. I will give it. Boy, maybe we should all start saying, Lord, I'll give it. I'll give it. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of the expression floor that I may build an altar therein to the Lord. Thou shalt grant me it for the full price that the plague may be staged from the people. In other words, if you don't pay the price, people are going to die. If I don't pay full price, the full cost, people are going to die. Verse 24, the king said unto Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for full price, for I will not take that which is thine from the Lord, nor burnt offering without cost. Verse 25, so David gave Ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. That's about a half a million dollars today. As the king David could have demanded Oh, nay, as the king David owned that. Because as the king David owned all of his land, David was over all his land. David owned the land and David owned the subject. David did not have to buy this land. And David didn't have to do anything this land. He could have walked up to the ordinary and said, Hey, brother, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you got to go. I'm going to take this land. And ordinary could not have said a thing. He could not have done nothing. All he could have done is packed up and moved on down the road. But David said, oh, no, no. Oh, no. I'm not going to take what's thine from the Lord without a cost. Without a cost. Amen. Can I say this to everyone this morning and including this world that you see outside? The king already owns everything. (laughs) He created it. He he made it. He already owns it. But thank God there was a hill called Calvary. On old Roman cross, he paid the price. He paid the price. Hey, it, it wasn't a half price. It wasn't a markdown price. It wasn't a red dot sale. It wasn't, hey, you buy one, get one free. He paid the full 
price that day. Amen. And he didn't have to. Because he owned it. He owned it. He owns you and I. He created us. But he went to the cross of Calvary and paid full price for us. He tasted death that no man should have to taste death. For every woman, he paid a price for every woman, every child, every boy, every girl. He has paid a full price that we may not taste death. The Bible says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. From your vain conversations received by tradition from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Jesus, as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained from before the foundation of the world that was manifest in these last times for you. Now you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and is in you, which have, have a God, and you are not at your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Therefore, because you've been bought with a price, uh, it wasn't something cheap. Uh, it shed his blood for you. You was bought from the cross of, cross of Calvary. He paid a full price. Therefore, you ought to glorify God in your body. That's why Romans 12 can require the house. Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why should I surrender? Why should I give up? Because he paid the price for you and I this morning. I don't have to go to hell. I've got a place in heaven waiting on me this morning. He paid the price. Isn't it not unreasonable to God to ask me to surrender all? Surrender all to Him. He wants to surrender all to Him for faithfulness. Where I go, what I think, what my feet carry, what my hands do, He wants to surrender all to Him because He paid the full price this morning. Think about this, what He went through on the cross for you and I. They brought him forth through a marked trial, blindfolded. He's sitting there and listening to the lies that's being told to him, told about him. They'd walk up to him and slap his face, spit in his face, pluck the hairs from his beard. They beat him. They drove him down to the uh, whipping place and, and took the cat of nine tails and beat him in the back and ripped the flesh out and looked at him. They beat him so bad, they said his mother could not recognize him. They took and humiliated him and made him carry his own cross to the Calvary. He's shedding the blood, weak, and he's still man, but yet still God. And they took and they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet and stuck him up on the cross. And he was naked. I know they paint pictures on him with clothes, but then he was naked. He was in shame his mother was there his disciples were there his friends were there and they saw they beheld him as he was he paid the price took a spear and stuck it through his side he said I thirst and they give him vinegar he paid that price 
you got to think about what he went through for you and I. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to suffer like that. He did it for you. Why? Because he loved you. Why? Because he said, I'll surrender all to you. It's not unreasonable for God to ask me to surrender all back to him. It's not unreasonable. He's asked me because he requested me. And the cost is way more than I could ever pay. You know my king. He's paid the full price. He didn't come and say, hey, I want it. He's already paid the price for you and I. He's already paid the price for you and I. Why should I surrender all? Why should I give to Jesus all my desires and aspirations and wants in my life today? I'm doing good because he asked you to. He's requested you to. Why, why should I uh, surrender my life to God and, and, and stay in the shadows of the cross and work and serve God? Because the cost did He pay for you and I. I surrender all because the construction is the reason for it. You say something in my mind that to this point that still isn't making sense, preacher. Why did God ask for that guy's land? Why did, why did he come and get Ornan's land? Why, why couldn't he pick some other place? This is what I think. There are all kinds of threshing floors around. How could God stop at this guy's land and say, this is a spot. Buy this spot. The plague is going to keep going until you buy this spot. Why? Because God had a plan. God had a plan. But the only way the plan works if somebody's willing to surrender all. So you ask, what is the plan that God has for you and I? I told you Onan was mentioned in 2 Samuel 24 and 1 Chronicles chapter 21. He's mentioned one other place. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 3. 2 Chronicles chapter 3 from verse uh, chapter, First Chronicles chapter 1 is almost 20 years. Almost 20 years have passed. Almost. And after 20 years, at Ornan has uh, given, has surrendered his threshing floor and, and his oxen and his threshing tools and his wheat. Verse number 3 of chapter 3 of Second Chronicles says, Then Solomon, Solomon is King David's son, then Solomon began to build what? The house of the Lord. We know that David wanted to do it, but God said, you've got blood on your hands. Your son Solomon shall build the house of the Lord. At Jerusalem, in the Mount of Riah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father, get this, in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. What? Yes. God's got a plan. 
We may not see it, but God's got a plan. God said, I'll find a man that's willing to give it all. You know why I think God wanted an ordinance land? Because God knew that he was the only one that was willing to surrender all. He was the only one to willing to give it up. And if he gives me all, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to clear that land off. I'm going to clear me a spot. And I'm going to do something to glorify me. Can you imagine 20 years later, Ornan walking around with his grandkids. And he looked up and see the, the house of God. And that's where the Bible says the presence of God came down. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm God's presence. I'm waiting for God's presence to walk up here and shake some of y'all out of y'all's rafters. Hey, praise God. I imagine Ordinance walking around with his grandsons and looks up and see the glory of God up there in that temple, up in that palace. And he looked over his grandsons. I gave him that. You ain't never been up there, Grandpa. Yeah, brother, I gave him that. King David came and they were staying. There was a plague going out through the land and people were dying. 70,000 people died. And the king said, hey, I need this land to build a temple. And David said, I, I, I got to build an altar, uh, burn offering to stay the plague. And he says, uh, I, he's the king. Uh, and the king asked it. I, I got to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. And I gave it to him. Ooh, look what God has done. Let me tell you what. If you are willing to surrender and ask God, hey, I'll give it all. I'll surrender all. Lord, here I am. I'm not holding nothing back. Uh, everything I've got, uh, you can have it all. You know, let me just say this. God will do, God will clear him a spot off in your life and he's going to do something great. Uh, he's going to glorify his name. I just pray that God will go ahead and just start clearing some people's land off today and start building something that's going to glorify him. But you got to be willing to surrender. Ornan could have said no. It was his right. He owned it. But you know what? Every time I read that story, I got to think about him and his boys looking up and seeing that angel coming. They were scared. They were scared. You don't think when God calls you to do something, it ain't scary? It's scary, but they was willing to give it up anyway. God's calling somebody this morning. Hey, God may be dealing with you this morning. There's some errors in your life that you need to get rid of that God needs to deal with you, and God wants to clear a spot off in your life to bring glory to Him. But you've got to be willing to surrender. This threshing floor, remember I told you the threshing floor is in Mount Moriah. Go over to Genesis chapter 22. Everybody knows the story. You, may don't, you might not even have to go to Genesis chapter 2, 22. And he said, Take thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee up to the land of Moriah, and offer him there a burnt offering upon one of the mounts which I tell thee of. You realize there were people surrendering at this place from the very beginning? People were surrendering everything they had at this very spot. Can I tell you something else that ought to make you go whoop? 
there is a temple in Jerusalem, the Welling Wall. There's a temple of the Lord. Guess where it's located at right now? At the very spot. At the very spot. Ornath threshing floor. Because one man said, hey, I surrender all. I give all. I'm not holding nothing back. Lord, it is yours. Something great has happened. Can I say, God is asking you this morning, surrender all. You may be sitting here and said, I, 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 there's some things in my life. I was that way too. There were some things in my life I, I just don't want to give up right now. There's some things in my life that makes me feel good. There's some things in, life in, my, in my life that brings me joy. There's things in my life that brings me happiness. But God has asked me to give up that stuff. How can I be happy? How can I have joy if I give up the things that bring me happiness and joy? Let me just say this. When you do give up the things that God is asking you to give up, He's going to put things in your life that's going to bring you greater joy and greater happiness. But you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing. He's requesting it from you this morning. He's paid the cost for you. And we can see when you obey and you surrender all the construction that He'll do in your life, and He'll plant a place in your life and clear off a place in your life, and that will bring Him glory. Now, I know this, not beyond a shadow of doubt. I think everybody in here is saved and they're on their way to heaven. Now, I don't doubt that one bit. If you ain't, please come to the altar and get it right before you leave today. But I do believe this. If we'll surrender all and let God do something great in our lives, we'll all benefit for it. We'll all get a blessing for it. We'll all receive the blessing of God. Do you want to surrender all? Do you want to be a blessing? You want God to be a blessing in your life? You want God to do something great in your life? You want God to bring glory to Him with what He does in your life? You've got to surrender and let Him clear off that spot in your life. But if you don't want to give up everything that you're holding on to, Got to move on to the next. Like I told you, the reason why he picked old man because he knew, he knew, he was, he knew his heart. He knew he was willing to surrender all. Are you willing to surrender all this morning?